0: comic book pit okay
1: to comic book pit episode 272 i'm
0: dan i'm jared
1: i'm sean oops i got got you guys
0: i'm sean i'm jared
1: there we go and uh this is our comic review episode and we've uh yeah we got the uh we got the daylight crew in the house today
2: (laughs) no scott no special guest that's right you stuck with us
1: the, the, uh, ha- the, uh, ham and eggers.
0: Oh, <laughs> we're the so. Today show weekend edition.
1: <laughs> well, I guess we can, we got a lot to talk about. So I guess we
2: I think we should, I think we're more Kathy Lee and Hoda. We're the fourth hour.
1: <laughs> now that, There's
0: no drinking.
1: Though. I know that's the problem. There's <laughs> yeah, no they, wine. They, uh, yeah, they do. They do their wine Wednesday. So what, yeah. what's the Sunday edition? Sunday
2: fun day. I don't
1: <laughs> Sangria Sunday. Sangria Ooh, Sunday. There you
2: go. And Molly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, well, I think probably, uh, we'll just get started with the, with the big guns with the, the biggest book that come out, uh, has come out in the last couple of weeks and probably one of the most significant releases of the modern
2: four digits.
1: Range. Yeah. The, uh, four digits. Well, we should say that it's the, um, the, you know, the biggest American or, you know, release. Cause to be fair, um, Two thousand AD, which is a comics periodical in in England, mm. is uh, well over two thousand issues. Wow! Yeah. How and often do they publish? Uh, they've been publishing since like nineteen seventy, uh, like the late seventies. So they're just they're, cranking them out. Yeah, they're just they're just putting them out. Oh wow! Um, so, but we're talking about Action Comics number one thousand, which uh, is a, is a very significant. Uh, issue. It's uh I mean, one thousand issues of Action Comics,
2: right? It's mm-hmm.
1: nothing to sneeze at. You
2: no, know, and you're talking about the uh, like the the math and whatever. I mean, magazines. I don't like two thousand AD. I'm not going to disqualify. I don't know how often it publishes. I mean, but you could look at like. Regular periodicals, like if something's twice a month, weekly. Oh, right? sure. I mean, us weekly's probably at twenty thousand issues, but it doesn't. Right, we're but, not going to herald that,
1: like yeah. But celebrities right. are just like us. Oh my gosh, a thousand <laughs> issues of it. But, but but also I think those are a little more. You know, those aren't as I
2: they're mean, disposable. It, Let's say us weekly, it, yeah. you're disposable. Exactly. You get kept in the bathroom a month or two later, you get thrown out. No one's right. polybagging the uh, March nineteen ninety seven <laughs> us weekly.
1: Yeah, I think magazines, I am. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Sorry, Sean
1: I goes, really like Sean.
2: It. Sean goes uh, back issue diving for the US Week. Hey, they're only a dime. I need like I need April through June of like 1989, and I'll have like my entire 80s <laughs> run complete.
1: Gosh, I would say the only I think the only magazines that I ever kind of like collected were um, like uh, events in history. Let's say hmm. yes, 9-11. 9-11. Like I've got the, I think oh, you mean like,
0: like those life ones where you see at the no, grocery store well, and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. This not, episode not, of Elvis Presley.
1: No, those, <laughs> are, those are more like collectible, like thick collectible. Yeah, I'm talking about like like the newsstand edition, like, like I a
2: Time magazine for
1: for that week or something. I did
2: that with the last episode of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I did that with 9/11. I probably shouldn't like, play was, with
2: these beads. It's probably it affecting was, the, the audio.
1: It was the 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 issue of Time magazine right after like 9/11. Mm-hmm.
2: And there's right. a uh, fine illustration of where our priorities lie. <laughs> national national yeah. tragedies, right? Nine eleven.
1: Yeah. Um, but I, but you know, but I also had like the Vanity Fair cover with, uh, uh, I think like when the prequels came out, like the first prequel, Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. I I, I bought like every magazine cover with all like Liam Neeson, Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, like okay. I, mean, I had them all. I had, like, Entertainment Weekly. I had Vanity Fair. I had Time. And now I I, mean, I think, like, I found them a couple of years ago. I'm like, yeah, these are all going to the garbage.
0: I still have the Seinfeld magazines. I, uh, they're I in a box. Used, I used to collect max magazines, actually. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, like in my college <laughs> days.
1: <laughs> I think everybody did at one point when, or another. I was pretty good, too. When
0: you're interested in porn, but, like, <laughs> yeah. Without the porn,
1: yeah, for your for your software, where it's perfectly
0: okay <laughs> that the cash register guy is not going to look at you funny because you want some porn. When you
1: want you can get to, some Maxim yeah. When, when, when you <laughs> want
2: to leave a little of the imagination, max. When you
1: want some TNA, but you don't want the uh, to get it from behind the counter.
0: <laughs> oh, that.
1: Anyway. I don't know if that sounded right there. <laughs> but um, so anyway, so okay, so Action Comics 1000. I think uh, we've read it. Uh, yeah, you've, or, I read it. Did you read, read Sean? it?
0: I did not. I wanted. Then you can leave. I wanted to pick it up.
1: No, I, okay, here's, we're
2: talking about the math, though. I do. I have a copy I was on my desk at home of Action 600, and I have and, and Action 1000. Mm-hmm. And Action 600 was like 30 years ago. So I think it was like early 88. And so I was trying to do the math, and I, I, I never did complete the formulas. So it, was, it took 50 years for 600 issues. And then another thirty years for four hundred issues. So I guess it works out. Does that sound
0: sort of? Four like hundred issues. I guess it decade? all depends on what their publishing schedule is. Like, I think, I think it went weekly for a while in, in the eighties.
1: Yeah, yeah, the eighties action comics went weekly. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, yeah, the comic I, publishing is is because I think I did the best.
0: math one time for uh, I think it was like Fantastic Four
1: mm-hmm. just to
0: see. And then, you know, my math kept messing up.
2: And when I was collecting Superman uh, regularly in the 90s, Action 700 was in that mix, too. So it was like 10. It felt like every 10 years. I forget what year it was. I just remember it was like long-haired Superman and like the Daily Planet Globes, like rolling down the street. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to hold up. That's Action 700. And that was mid-90s. I don't think it was like 98, though. I think it was earlier in the 90s. Like more mid, like 96, 97, possibly so. I don't. Know. I mean, it's again. I don't know the release schedule and how it's working out, but it feels feels like for every ten years, give or take, mm-hmm. there's a hundred issues of it. So, um, I don't know where I was going with that, other than <laughs> math and, and like once a decade, there's a centennial issue. Yeah, of math Commons. is weird. I don't have eight hundred <laughs> or nine hundred. So, like, eight, when did they occur? I'm not sure, but.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we could look that mid, up mid, real quick.
2: Mid-2000s uh, might have been probably. 800, and then when was 9? How, how probably during happen? the New 52, and they just
1: mm. kept track. Oh, that's and that's a good they point. That's a good retry- point. I forgot that at some point. I mean, because the New yeah. 52 went for five years. Mm. You know,
0: so it was probably well, around like, that time.
1: So, well, the um, you know, so this anniversary issue, this one, issue 1000, um, was more or less like a celebration Very of much. Superman, like a, an an 80-year history of the man of steel and, um, geez, I mean, just about every Superman creator you could think of. Uh, save one. Save we one. talked about that
2: last time we got together.
1: Right. Except for, uh, Mr. John Byrne. Yeah. Uh, was not part of it, but I think there was, I, mm. I, I believe there was a reason for it. And I, I, I saw an article, but I, didn't. Oh really? Was it someone have, addressed it? I, th- I think it was addressed.
2: Was it, so, was it scandalous or just, was it just like,
1: I I, boring? Was, I, I don't remember. I, I meant to go back and reread it mm. and I, I didn't, so that's that's on me. But
2: It's um, <clears throat> okay. I, I had a pointless rant about the numbering system, so it's good.
1: <laughs> but um, I would say, you know, the, one of the the biggest um, noticeable things about this issue was the uh, you know the last story. There's there's multiple stories in this issue, uh, but the very last one is Mr. Brian Michael Bendis. This is his it was his debut on Action Comics, which is a big deal. You know, I mean, it was a big deal that he was um, moving from Marvel to DC after 18 years. And his you know, his first foray into DC lore is Superman, Action Comics. I mean, he's he's taking what is thought of as, I guess, arguably like the, the flagship of, yeah. of of DC Comics. And um, he's also going to be doing Superman, I believe, right? He's going to be doing both? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Let me turn that off. Um, yeah, he's doing action and Superman. Mm-hmm. He, he's writing the Superman family titles. Right. There's the Man of Steel um, miniseries coming be, out right. next month. I think, I think it he's starts
1: doing with like, a, like various... a
2: rotating. Yeah, every issue has its own artist. Yeah. and then they're relaunching naturally the uh, the two titles. Mm-hmm. So yes, we got Action Comics 1000, but that we're not getting like 1001. We're no, Thanks. I think he. I think they are going to continue. Are they it. maintaining
0: the numbers? Am yeah. I cool of it. I was. Uh, I, I was listening to. I'm pretty sure uh, Superman's rebooting though. Probably. But I'm definitely sure that uh, action was continuing the numbering because I think I, I listened to Brian Michael Bendis on. Um, I think it was like a podcast.
1: Was it? Was it Word Balloon? Maybe because I just listened to that.
0: Oh, no, I'm wrong. Action Comics 1001 on sale July 25th. It was. I think it was Mothership.
1: Okay. And
0: then he mentioned
1: so that So on...
2: Superman's rebooting with a new number one. Action yeah. comics, they're going to keep going.
1: Okay. Which I, I kind of would hope that they would after, you know, it, it made it all the way to a thousand. It's like, let it keep going. You yeah. Know? Um, but this one was just chock full of, like I said, creators. Uh, writers and artists from, you know, from up and down, you know, Superman's history. I think they they took um, a page out of what Marvel did with the Captain America issue 700. They took some unused Jack Kirby art and Mark Wade crafted a new story around it. I Hmm. think they did the same thing with some Kurt Swan art and because there's, there's a Kurt Swan story in this, in this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They sort of just repurpose some stuff. Yeah. Oh wow.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah, this was like I said. It wasn't. They weren't really telling a continuing story. Um, it was like I said. Every story was just like more or less a celebration of Superman throughout the ages. Uh, now I do believe that uh, Bendis' story. Did we lose one?
0: Did you hear something? Sorry, guys. That was, no, we're all good. Okay. I was turning my mic. I thought a burp was coming. Out. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Live television, folks. Or I thought I was <laughs> chewing a little too loud, so I thought I'd turn off my mic. Ah, okay, that's what I heard then. Sorry.
1: Did you bring enough gum for everybody?
0: Actually, I did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: do, it, do it old school. Jared's going to lean over and like put his hand out, and yeah. you're going to spit your uh, spit your gum into his mouth. you put
2: it hand. on your nose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> uh, Bendis' story is the only one that really is springboarding into what he's planning on doing with, the rest of you know or like leading into his run on yeah. you know, action and or Superman I don't know if it's gonna if this story is gonna crisscross over both titles or just one title um but I don't know overall what did you think of this this issue
2: I mean, it, it's I agree with what you say I mean it, it's fine it, it was a celebration issue some of it was just like I don't to say it's disposable but it is a celebration um the Bendis story is the only one that really I think is worth commenting on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm intrigued. I like Superman. I, I, I really, and I've been enjoying Superman, uh, in the past couple of years, like p- the post-rebirth Superman and what they've been doing with it. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll stick with it. Um, the, the storyline that seems to be teased, the big monster character that seems to have some ties to the destruction of Krypton feels a little, uh, I feel like stuff like that. Uh, we've we've been there. It's a little easy, a little boring. I don't know. Yeah, we'll was, see. We'll it, see.
1: It was like kind of um, like a you know, like oh, here's the big twist, but it was like eh. yeah, like here's something yet again you didn't know about the history of. It's just more. It's the, just more retconning of.
2: Yeah, as like, I don't know, but if but here's what I will say that, um, if Ben just writes Superman with the same passion he wrote like the Defenders, then. Uh, it'll be great Mm -hmm. because I really love that defender series. He just wrapped up at Marvel and that was something that you could really feel the passion come through on the page for. So if it's written with that same type of energy, uh, then we should be in for something good.
1: I, I feel like he's got a, he's got a very strong tie to Superman because of, because of the ties to, you know, his own ties to the origin of Superman itself. I mean, like not a, You know, the fact that, you know, he's from Cleveland. Right. um, uh, Siegel and Schuster, two Jewish kids from Cleveland. He's, you know, he's a Jewish kid from Cleveland who made comics. And, and you know, I I listened to an interview with him a uh, couple of... uh, No, just like last week. And, yeah, it sounds like this whole thing was just like kismet. Like Mm -hmm. it was just meant to be like him... You know, he, he did as much as he felt like he could at Marvel. Um, you know, he was happy with the way things went. It sounds like he had a really good transition from Marvel to D.C. And, and you know, he had a, a trip to go back to Cleveland for a, a, a family wedding. And they, it, it was just coincidence that at the same time, the local library had, had made this huge um, Superman display. In the library, and he, you know, he it was just like a culmination of all these things that, you know, led him to think like, this is absolutely the right move, and that he had, you know, again such a strong tie to that character. So I'm, I feel like, um, I, I feel a little more optimistic than I did originally when I heard he was going to Superman. Right. You know, Mm because Superman to me didn't, didn't really feel like his kind of character, but. But, not, you know, after hearing him talk more about it, I feel a little bit more optimistic about it.
2: And so I was in Cleveland last year, like around this time when that exhibit was opening up, but I wasn't there long enough mm-hmm. to go see it. So, yeah, I'd heard about that, and it sounded like they just did like a whole wing of the library. It was just like a museum to Superman and the it being created there. Yeah.
0: Oh, cool. So, was well, there uh, any around Friends art in it? In Superman 1000?
2: Um, no. No, there was not. Oh. I'm trying yeah. to think who it was like. What Jergens, Kurt uh, Swan. We'll
1: see. We'll see. Okay, who so I'm going to pull it up now. You have it there. From, from what I understand, and i might... like Patrick
2: Gleason was had a, a piece in it. Tom King and Clay Man did a story, but they haven't done anything in Superman that I'm aware of. Other than they're just creators du jour at DC.
1: So, um, I think unless it's been updated. Oh, okay. So here it's, um, here's the character. Here's the creator list. Uh, Bendis, John Cassidy, uh, Olivier Coipel, Paul Dini, mm-hmm. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Patrick Gleason, Butch Geis, Jeff Johns, Dan Juergens, Tom King, Jim Lee, Clay Man, Brad Meltzer, Jerry Ordway, uh, Louise Simonson, Scott Snyder, Kurt Swan, Peter Tomasi, and Marv Wolfman. I think a couple more that are not on this list, but but that's a pretty. I mean, talk about a who's who yeah. of comics creators. I mean, that's that's an amazing.
0: Didn't Starenko one. do like a cover for it? He too? did.
1: He he did one of there. Were, there were, there was a different variant cover for each decade, and I think he mm. did the seventies. I
2: believe so. I have the uh, all red. 60s cover, I think it is.
1: Um, oh, um, Raphael Albuquerque did some art in this. Yes, yes, um, he did. Yeah, it's so this. I mean, just <laughs> it, just amazing the uh, again the, the amount of talent that's in here, um, and the, uh, the, the the different covers. There's a, a Steve Rude 1930s cover, which is uh, pretty great. Um, yeah. Awesome. So, so there's, yeah, there's one from every decade. I, uh, I, I got the digital copy, which ha- actually includes all of the covers. Oh, okay. Um, but you probably, Jared, you probably went out and got the physical, the physical copy. copy. Yes. Which one did you get? The all red cover. I figured. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which is, uh, I'll hold it up for you.
0: It's okay. <laughs> I think he could have did better.
1: This is the. That's the the Mike Allred cover, so Ooh. yeah. Um, so um, a little a little more specifically about the the Bendis um, story. What do you think about the? Um, I feel like Jim Lee. I mean, yeah, I think he was you know he was probably right to be included in this. I don't know if he was the right one to do Bendis' story.
2: I don't know. I don't know how to answer that because I, I know why Jim Lee did that story, and it's all just because Jim Lee's a, the publisher well,
1: yeah. of DC Comics. He's kind of the man over there. So
2: probably not. Probably not. I mean, it was fine. I, I, I didn't have any. Um, I think issues with the art on this story. Um, it, it's it's just a setup story where it introduces some big like world killing type monster with a tie to Krypton's past, and he's beating mm-hmm. up on Superman and. Supergirl's there to help out, and it's sort of like it's very much a teaser story. Right. Um, and Jim Lee art's there because it's a monumental issue, and Jim Lee is a big muck-a-muck at DC, and Jim Lee is Jim Lee.
1: Yeah, he also oh. did the, he, he did the main cover for this for the issue, like the main, like the.
0: Thinking maybe they should have had like a different artist. Well, question mark.
1: Let me. So this is the that's the. Jim Lee cover, which is you know, it's it, it's good. Yeah, it's Jim mm-hmm. Lee. it's but it's safe. Yeah, yeah. So here's here's where I'm coming down on it, and just you know, and it's um, just in general. So yeah, the, the the art was fine. There was his his art is is good. I enjoy looking at his art, but I also feel like his art is reminiscent is of a time past. It's Like, like we look at maybe, um, you know, uh, Kirby, and we're reminded of the 60s. Or, you know, Bushema or Stranko, and we're reminded of the 70s. -hmm. You know, maybe Frank Miller, we're reminded of the 80s. So, uh, you know, I look at guys like Lee Field and Lee and McFarland and Silvestri, and I'm reminded of the 90s. It's not a bad thing, but... So, their art (laughs) is technically, like... It's it's like dating. Like, I see what
2: you're getting you get now. Mm-hmm. I see what you getting at. I mean, yeah, it's there like, was no like vertical gritted teeth spreads. <laughs> so it wasn't like a pure '90s throwback, but
1: right.
2: I know what you mean. Like maybe yeah. if it was had like, if Gleason had drawn this story because Patrick Gleason will be doing action comics. Patrick Gleason
1: mm-hmm.
2: just did the Superman run, which was
0: fantastic. Perhaps perhaps that would have been a little. It's like that uh, uh, crazy. True. It's like that. Weird high school photo that you look back and you are like, oh, I used to <laughs> look, used to look like that.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, wow. it, it, you know, it's. it You can wax nostalgic on it, and there's, and you can still enjoy it, for you know, the same way we enjoy old movies and music we grew up on, and 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 comics and art that we grew up on. But at what point does it is it not right for you know for a story?
2: Food for I mean, thought.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. That's all I was just getting at. It was just...
2: If I had to nitpick at it, I thought the story... Somewhere in this comic, they would explain the return of the Red Trunks. I mean, there was all this hype about the Red Trunks are back. (laughs) And I'm fine with that. I've always was Team Red Trunks.
1: Mm -hmm. But there's no
2: (laughs) explanation as to why the Red Trunks are back.
1: I think... and I don't know if he was just being like... If he was saying it just kind of tongue-in-cheek... But in the interview that I listened to with Bendis, he addressed it to the point where he was saying like, um, like I can't believe this was a thing because you know he he wasn't really paying attention when it you know when the, the red trunks disappeared. I guess he wasn't really, you know, it wasn't in his whatever his field of vision or his you know he he doesn't really wasn't really paying attention when he was then on board um, with DC and you know then becoming, coming on team Superman, he was more of aware, he was more aware of this was like a thing. And he was like, why is this a thing? And, and and then I guess, um, he said that he was actually going to address it in a future story. Now, again, I'm not sure if he was just being like Bendis and just kind of like saying that, like just jerking around, just being tongue in cheek, or if he actually is going to work that into a story. I can
0: just have like 30 pages of why there should be red (laughs) trunks on 30,
1: 30 pages of him looking through his laundry basket, looking for his red yeah. trunks. You know.
0: It's like, damn it, it was so iconic. Why would I put him in the laundry and
1: lose him? Well, it's because in this... I hope I didn't put him with the whites.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then Lois is mad yeah, everything everything's pink. And everything's
1: pink. Pink. Yeah. It's like, why? I like pink very much, Lois.
2: It's like, Clark? Mm-hmm. Well, because this Superman... Going back to, like, uh, the, the rebirth and stuff, like, this Superman was born out of the Convergence storyline where, all right, so, so, like, when this Superman first showed up, like, this with the Superman with the wife and the child, they were initially like, refugees from a different reality, mm-hmm. and he was wearing the classic suit. Like, he came, he was, like, from the 90s Superman come forward. Uh, and then there was like he was on his own little world, and that convergence storyline, and then all the worlds converge, and then he they were destroyed. And then he was like a him, Lois, and John Kent were like refugees on the their current DC world, right? In laying low, and he was wearing the classic suit with red trunks, and then he was wearing some like black suit just to lay yeah, low.
1: Yeah, wasn't he? Weren't like he had a beard, and he, he was had wearing a, be- like a-, a beard 'cause
2: beard because there was also the the main Superman, the the new fifty two Superman was still operating. So he stayed out of New Fifty Two Superman's way, and then there was that last days of Superman storyline where New Fifty Two Superman died. I forget why. He had some, he had AIDS, and uh, he died. And then, so then, the ninety Superman like came out of the hiding, and then we comes out of hiding. They show there's a scene where he like goes to like a dresser grabs a suit out, and it's a brand new suit with no trunks. Just all blue. Hmm. And then they revealed that this ties into like with with Dr. Manhattan fiddling with the time stream. That Superman like split from and there's like Superman Red, Superman Blue. Mm -hmm. And then the New 52 Superman was Superman Red. And then so like the spirit of New 52 Superman merged with 90 Superman to Transmogrify into Superman. Which I thought was kind of a cop-out answer. I like the idea of that this Superman and Lois Lane were uh refugees from a, an alternate Earth. Yeah, that was cool to me. It was boring <laughs> well, to just time on. But then, and they, with well, the, different, you know, and then, they said that it wasn't you know Barry Allen and Flashpoint that caused this split in reality. It was Doctor Manhattan mm-hmm. playing games. So also kind of dumb. But I was like, <laughs> just do it. Let's go with those bold. Like we're different worlds, and that world's gone. And yeah. I like that. I thought it was cooler. I thought it was
0: cooler. I don't know. We I mean, none of it's
2: real, so it doesn't matter. But
0: can they just like woke up? Everyone just woke up one day and be like, you know what? We'll just change. I'd I like, like a
2: little, like a little
0: pop in my suit,
2: a little pizzazz, a little <laughs> splash of color.
0: <laughs> I would say, holy moly! My eyes crossed when you were explaining that thing. I was like, whoa.
2: Yeah. I felt like a moron explaining it.
0: <laughs> I feel like I need to look up the Wikipedia page on that one and be like, Oh, okay, that's what he said. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Sometimes
1: that's sometimes fifty two
2: superb contracted the AIDS.
1: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I thought that was <laughs> I was like, Whoa. Man. Yeah, sometimes Wikipedia helps, sometimes it makes it worse. Yeah. He didn't contract AIDS, by the way. <laughs> that's not what happened. So,
0: he got the flu. <laughs> so
1: overall, um, this was a this was a good issue. It was a good like issue that anybody could just read, right? I, I mean, would you yeah, totally,
2: that? totally. Because yeah, yeah there's just... nothing that ties into it. It, it. Right? They're all just like celebratory issues, and then it previews what's coming. So it's a perfect jumping on point.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a book that you could give to any Superman fan and just be like, hey, read this and enjoy. I love
2: Man of Steel. That's my only knowledge of Superman. <laughs> cool. Don't read <laughs> this.
1: <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, you had another Superman. I want one. to
2: talk about Superman 45 tying into the Superman thing. Okay. Um, it was the final issue of this Superman run. The Superman run that started with the DC Rebirth, uh, reboot about mm-hmm. two and a half years ago. This was the Peter Tomasi, Patrick Gleason. Run of Superman, which I loved it. it Cause I, I've, i talked about this before. It was the Superman I was just talking about. The, the Superman that's married and has a son. And I was like, there's no way this is going to be fascinating. When you give him this much baggage, there's no way that this can, there can be intriguing stories to tell. And I was wrong. Hmm. Boy, how do you, how I was wrong? It's they, it, I loved it. I loved everything about it. It was so good and just so natural and felt right that Superman does have a 10 year old son who's also, you know, part Kryptonian and has developing powers yeah. and is like the Superboy now. And it it totally works. Superman was able to have his own adventures and still be Superman and have those stakes. He was able to include, like, the family in it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel uh, like hang-ons or anything. Like it,
1: it You didn't forget about them.
2: No. And just Superman being, like, trying to be a good father mm-hmm. felt very apropos for Superman. Like it's weird because like um I also read Super Sons which ended too. All these books ended. Uh Supergirl ended as well. But like Super Sons was like uh Damian Wayne. And so like yeah. there's a lot of like our dads and and I don't read as much Batman and but I don't remember there being a lot of father and son in the Batman books when I was reading them. And, and it worked too. And it it seems and it it actually plays into the type of relationships that they all seem to have, but for Superman, it was really strong. It really worked. There were some really good Superman stories. I kind of feel like this creative team being shown the door um, feels a little abrupt, in a sense. I think they could have kept going. I think they had more stories to tell. I oh, think they absolutely. could have kept it going for a long time. Um, it, so it's kind of bittersweet to lose them for for you know the megastar coming to the team,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but at the same token. Um, you know, Gleason will be doing the art on Action Comics. So he's not completely gone. And Bendis has said, you know, he's embracing everything that they did and building on that. So the family unit will still be there and everything. So hopefully... Like I said, and Bendis worked with family stuff with like um, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. a a superhero family is not foreign to him either. And and that was really strong stuff as well. So if if that same energy is brought to this it should be good and i'm hoping it is because i really like these characters and i enjoyed reading these stories
1: yeah i mean if it's you know one thing that he he does pretty well i mean i mean yeah he, he does solo characters pretty well but he also does um families pretty well like i would argue that you know his work on new avengers was a family book because they were very much
2: yeah, I you like know, New
1: Avengers. You, uh, you know, his 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 initial run on New Avengers was very much a.
2: I think the only Bendis book I didn't like was Avengers versus
1: X Men. I never, yeah, I, I I didn't read that. That, that didn't, I read
2: the first issue and just hated it. Yeah, it just felt that totally wrong. Yeah,
1: that that whole thing just felt forced to me. I felt like they were they were just taking the two biggest uh, franchises that that they had, and they're like fight. Yeah. You know, it's like just taking, it's like if you want to take your Transformers and your figures and your, your He-Man figures and be like, ah, mm-hmm. fight. <laughs> that was kind of like, let's pl- let's take our toys and make them fight each other and then we'll make them a family. So, um, yeah, I, um, I remember, uh, yeah, the, I, I was a little skeptical when they introduced his son. Cause I thought, uh, you know, that it, it, it never really seems to work like right. the heroes having kids. I mean, um, I think really the only ones that, that have kind of worked were like, um, and I, I think it only has worked recently because of um, Jonathan Hickman. But when Hickman was writing fantastic four and he had Franklin and Valeria to play with, I thought he did those really well, those characters. But other than that, I, I feel like uh, characters that have kids really, it never really ends well. Like the the fans, the readers really don't gravitate yeah. to them. But you know, I, I read, I probably, I think I maybe read like the first three or four issues of Super Sons, and I, I loved it. I was like, this is the book I never knew I needed. Yeah, and it was it was so much fun. It was a because it was like just little versions of Batman and Superman. Because Damien was very much like very just, kind of a dick. Yes, like Batman. Yes, and and John was very. Earnest and very like um, wide-eyed, yes, like, like his dad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but they, but but they they played off each other really well.
2: Yeah, it was very. Uh, it, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. It was a great series. It's got like I think one issue left, and it's uh closing off. But yeah, this mm-hmm. the, the the dynamic between the characters. Yes, you can. They're their father. There's the sons of their father. They're their father's sons. I think I have to say, and right. Mm-hmm. But they were very much their own characters, and mm-hmm. it was just a lot of fun, and it was unique. Uh, and it just was a good read for, you know, the, it was, like, maybe, like, one or two, like, self-contained or two-parters, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoyable. Just And then just seeing, you know, like, yeah, they're, they're kids, and it's, like, you know, sneaking out to go patrol or yeah. learning, or, you know, Robin's teaching Superboy how to be a superhero and stuff like that. It was just was a fun read. And they were – and that's kind of where the comics are sort of like I feel skewed back the last few years is more towards brighter
1: mm-hmm. season.
2: We've talked about this many,
1: many times. Yeah, no, you're right.
2: Um, just this sort of like the the, the Marvel movie effect mm-hmm. with everything. We're making comics fun again.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, this was very much the embodiment of that. And so I, I'm hoping that that continues with Superman because these Superman books I've been reading were a lot of fun. And we're like very strong Superman stories, embrace what Superman can be mm-hmm. and should be. And just two really good yarns
0: with the character. Okay.
1: Well, cool. let's, let's, like, let's keep the Superman train rolling. We got a, a different. Uh, Sean, you've got a different type of I'd, Superman. I do. I what think I can there? show it. Yeah. There you go.
0: I have Superman The Dailies from 1940 to 1941. So,
1: now explain what the, for the since newspapers are, are almost a thing of the past now, explain to so our, what's our the audience dailies? What, what, what dailies means.
0: <laughs> well, it, may, it probably stood for daily newspaper, I'd imagine. But yeah, Superman used to run in a newspaper. Mm-hmm. How long? I have no idea. I'd imagine he's probably been in the newspapers probably a couple times within his 80 years of being around.
1: Now, that, that book, does it have a year the years on it was it 1940 Uh uh-huh
0: 1940 to 1941 and this is actually the second volume so i assume they probably started it like in 39 Mm -hmm. or even 38 39 so this happened shortly after superman came about on the landscape
1: yeah so how how is it is it i mean was it actually what's what's going on in that book what kind of stories are they telling
0: more human stories it's like it's definitely like that classic, uh, like Flaisher Brothers cartoon. Mm-hmm. But more, I don't want to say realistic, but yeah, he fights gangsters. It's not even so much fighting like, um, super villains. I mean, Lex Luthor does make an appearance in it as, uh, his scientist form, not his, um, uh, super businessman Trump form. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a super scientist that always, he tries to defeat him. But most of the time, I think like the first story goes into, um, Clark Kent dissolves, uh, aspiring, which goes into how these countries are trying to draw in the United States into war. Uh, very kind of like, I guess, Pearl Harbor ish. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to prevent Pearl Harbor, but this is before Pearl Harbor even came about. And, um, And so it's like stories like that, Mm -hmm. even like stopping the war between two fictitious countries. I can't remember the names, but Mm -hmm. he literally grabs like the two head haunches of these two major armies, (laughs) puts them in the middle, even kind of like embarrasses them a bit. Yeah. To a point where the soldiers are like, all right, we're not following these people. They're lame.
1: So it was very like, very relevant to the time.
0: (laughs) It mean, felt more relevant today. There's one where he goes, um, he fights corruption in the system of, um, of tenants, of. Um...
1: Oh, like like he's fighting a land like a, a yeah. slumlord or something.
2: Mm-hmm. Episode thirteen: Trouble in the Tenements. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> well, that's. I mean, that, when he first came out, I mean, his first few issues of, I think Action Comics. I mean, he was like kind of that, you know, man of the people. Yeah. Type of, I mean, that was when, like, he he wasn't flying just yet. He was more just leaping.
0: Yeah, they don't really, they have him jumping around mm-hmm. a lot in this one. Although they don't really say jumping, mm-hmm. but they also don't say he's flying. So, but every panel, he looks like he's more, like, jumping than he is flying. Um, I tell you the truth, I, for being as old as it is, it actually reads pretty fun. Yeah. Like, Usually when I read old material like that, uh, even from that decade or even like the fifties and sixties, they kind of just lay on the text. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even like in a bad way, like I'm saying it, but it's just like,
1: just like they, like overwritten. Yes. Type of thing. Very just overwritten. A like of, a lot of exposition.
0: Exactly. Like Stanley is definitely guilty of that. Oh, like sure. reading like the sixties stuff, you know, people give him praise. Yeah. I give him some praise, mm-hmm. but you need to cut it down with the words (laughs) and this one just it reads really light it reads quick it reads very well i mean there's some words in there that are kind of like of the time so it's very dated but then again when you pick up a book called superman the dailies 1940 to 1941 (laughs) i kind of have to expect that
1: Uh, who was um who was doing the like the the writing and the art, was it Siegel and Schuster or was it another?
0: Now it does say Siegel Schuster. Okay. My thoughts are that there are ghost artists in there. Cause I imagine at this time Siegel and Schuster, I think they had their, um, like their company, their little mm. workshop or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But I think in the front of that, I, I wanted to look at that before we came on, but I think there's like Wayne boring in there somewhere. Okay. Um, and a couple other artists and writers, maybe.
2: But I'm thumbing through this one where the, the trouble in the tenements storyline, and uh, Superman saves this guy who's trying to jump off it, but he was destroying one of the tenements with a hatchet. It turns out uh, his wife had contact pneumonia because there's no heat in the uh, building, and so he's been wow. suicidal. That's, that's, yeah. That's pretty serious. And so like, Superman saves him, and then uh, takes him to the hospital, and then a lawyer for the landlord the tenement owner shows up and he's like, are you going to pay for the damage you caused or must we prosecute? And then the guy's like, I'm, I've got no money. And Clark's like, leave him alone. He's sick and you're excited. And then Laura's like, shut up, fool. I know the law. If this thing thinks he cuts him up and Clark's like, I warned you to keep quiet. And he like literally throws him out of the hospital room. Yeah. Heck, there is. And then the, the guy's daughter's like, it, it did me good to see you throw that shyster out. And Clark's like, he had it coming.
0: Lois kind of gets jealous in that episode too. Because uh, I can't remember the woman's name. Her and Clark are kind of like, hey, Clark, let's go and, you know, hang out. Or or maybe, like, Clark's like, hey, I'll drive you home. You know, and Lois is like, hey, I need you to run some errands. And he's like, oh, I got to do this thing. And she's like, ah, fine, <laughs> I can do my own stuff. I'm like, darn right, Lois, you're a <laughs> trash person. <laughs>
1: She is the worst, isn't she? She is. Oh my gosh! It's so... I mean, I, I feel like she's probably written better now, but back in the day, she was just she was written so terribly. <laughs> uh, it just and, and and yeah, and I, I think I even I commented on it. Um, was that a couple weeks ago? You on Facebook, didn't you yeah. post something? And I posted
0: like a panel out of there. Yeah. And... I think it was like super I think it was more on like uh, the slight against Superman cuz I think he saves her and she's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you saved me." And he's like, "Man, could have oh, been like in a relaxed chair yeah, or something like that." Like, and
1: I was like, "Dang, I could have been relaxing, but I had to come over here and save you."
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one strip it's called uh, "No Break" quote unquote for the thug. In the first panel, this guy's offering Superman, he's like, "Thirsty? Have some water." And Superman says, "Thanks." Then it was a few minutes later and the guy's like, to another guy, like, the knockout pill scenes have no effect on him. Like, you keep talking to him, and I'll do the rest. And talk about lust. You're bursting. With, I don't know what that means. And so and then uh, the other guy takes this blackjack and he tries to hit Superman over the head with him. He's like, the blackjack, it broke. <laughs> and Superman's like, right, and now it's my turn to break. You.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is I think Superman. I kind of like, to tell you the truth, I'm kind of liking Clark in this one, too, because Clark does a lot more than just... I mean, they kind of put Superman in there. Sometimes it seems like in those stories, Clark was the main character and Superman was the fun part. Mm -hmm. In which it probably still is to this day, but I always kind of feel like emphasis is always on Superman. Mm -hmm. But it seems more like this is Clark's story. Clark is is the people that we are relating to. And he kind of gets like some good stuff in there. Like it's Clark that breaks up the spy ring. It's Clark that finds corruption in the tenements.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um. So
1: he's, he's doing more of his, like, he's the reporter. Yes. Just, yeah. Like, like he's like more of movie.
0: the reporter. He's, you know, going undercover as I think maybe in the tenement ones, mm-hmm. he goes as a bum. Mm-hmm. And Package wrapper is what he tells the
2: lady. And then... <laughs> Yeah. Like because, he.
1: Because that was a job in the, in 1940.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But he goes undercover as that. Oh, he goes undercover as, um, he, he's, he's kind of undercover in the first one, but he's a reporter, but he makes himself blackmailed. He's a hobo in this one. Yeah. And the hobo (laughs) one, I mean, he dresses up and I mean, he still looks like Superman, but he's silly. He's like this buff bum, but I mean, patches on his blazer and everything. I mean, it works. Um, but I've been I generally been liking this one. And the last story I'm reading is, um, I haven't finished it yet, unfortunately. But it was, um, I think it's called The Meekest Man in the World. Mm-hmm. It's basically this guy that's basically the meekest man. Like, he just gets kicked down. People are, like, shoving him in the way. Like, he doesn't stand up for himself. He's very shy. Mm-hmm. And he writes, like, a, I can't remember what those old um, Lovelorn Columns are called like Dear Judy or something like that. Uh, like,
1: like, like an advice column or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Lois was part of that. So, you know, he wrote to Lois and Lois is like, Psh, I have no idea to help this person. And Clark's there and he's like, you know what? I think I can. So he observes the guy and see like how his day goes. And, mm-hmm. you know, like his boss is being a jerk to him, like being one minute late. Um, people on the bus are like taking the seat like right before him. Like and it's not like how I'm saying like oh he should just sit down but no it's like he's about to sit down and this dude comes in it's all rude like rude-like. he's like yeah beat you
1: again for the tenth year in a row jerk you <laughs> so, know so he, he he's the guy who will be getting sand kicked in his face at the beach
0: exactly <laughs> he's the ninety eight pound weakling that gets kicked in his hand. <laughs> and so or uh, Clark saying like, you know maybe I can help this guy and so he goes undercover as that guy because apparently the the meekest guy looks like Superman. Mm. Except, of course, you know, he does exactly. <laughs> but he has the glasses still, so it's like, oh, we have the same physical build. But I'm awesome because I'm Superman. I will help you out, and he does this <laughs> so far, and it, it's been actually pretty fun. <laughs> so this book has just been super fun. It kind of, to me, that's always been kind of like that Superman for me. Mm-hmm. I kind of always, I, I always kind of gravitated at like I always had fun watching the Fleischer brother cartoons because it was just. Like that. Yeah. But this kind of gives it more depth or, you know. He seems to leap more in this one than Fly. Yeah. He's definitely a leaper.
2: And it does say Siegel and Schuster and all the strips, but yet the art style clearly changes as it progresses. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's working on a house style, but it is, you can tell that it's not the same person drawing Yeah.
0: You know, Um, and I wouldn't expect that any less because, I mean, during that time, Superman was like the biggest thing at that time. So for have Siegel and Schuster to do the strips and do the probably the two uh, Superman books action. And uh, I think Superman one was around by that time. So, mm-hmm. you know, that seemed like a lot I'd imagine. And I think the animated series was coming out or the animated shorts well, was coming out and they had a hand in the beginning of that.
1: And probably the, the radio show.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: Which I, I didn't know this, but apparently the. The, a lot of a lot of a lot of Superman lore that we know of now that we that has been around forever actually was a result of the radio show
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the Daily Planet um, Jimmy Olsen Perry White like a, a lot of those characters and a lot of those Kryptonite yeah cr- yeah exactly Krypton and Kryptonite a lot of those things that make up Superman um, you know that, that we take for granted that like oh it's been around forever didn't come from the comics it came from the radio show
0: i wouldn't even doubt it that the flasher brothers are the one that says he flies because i think they had him uh leaping in the first couple like maybe one or two mm-hmm. and then i think they dropped it by a third that he's just flying around
1: now in the in the tv show he flew mm-hmm. right
0: but that was in the 50s
1: oh that's right okay you're talking about george reeves yeah the black yeah. and white right yeah that was in the 50s yeah so by then he was already flying, and yeah, okay.
0: Which I think is a good move. I mean, it, it's kind of silly to think that he'd be leaping 80 years later, but like I'm going to save the day, leap, leap, <laughs> leap.
1: <laughs> it's like, can you get here any faster? <laughs>
0: exactly. Especially since your tagline's faster than a speeding bullet. I guess you can right. leap really fast. Well, the next right? part is able to leap
2: tall buildings in a single bound. Well, that was before he flew. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess, well, I mean, he could always well, maybe. Like, run really fast, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he, yeah, he was, yeah. So,
2: I don't know. There's that one strip where he tries to catch a bullet that someone mm-hmm. shot at mm-hmm. Lois Lane, and it deflects off his hand and hits her in the tent. <laughs> and, and that's
0: another thing I kind of like about this book is Superman kind of messes up a little bit. Not so much like making bad decisions, but like he mm-hmm. slips the, the bullet bouncing off his mm-hmm. hand. It kind of slips out of his hand, although it. It's kind of questionable that Lewis would survive that because she just stunned. Wait, wait yeah. what, what, what yeah.
1: happened? It bounced off his hand. It and, bounced off it the, his it, hand. It, it ricochets slid off, his,
0: off hand. his hand a bit, but it ricochets and hits her like on the side of the noggin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she's out and she's like, oh, she's just passed I out. I think it was
2: a low caliber gun, so it probably didn't have much force
0: behind it anyways. But still, <laughs> it, it, I'm sorry. It, that doesn't know how that works. It's like a snub nose 38. Remember what's it uh, <laughs> You mean like a dylan fellows, where Pesci,
2: like, grabs that lady by the head and go pop, pop into her head and then it doesn't go through because it's a low-caliber gun. You no, mean like a Dillinger? Mm-hmm. I
1: don't well, know that's what, does, that's yeah, what a some, Dillinger is. Some, We're just like, yeah, no, you're right. Some low-caliber guns will...
2: I'm you know, pretty sure... They do have that much force behind it.
1: Yeah, enough to kill a person mm-hmm. but not...
2: Penetrate know, through. Yeah. So, if it, so if it did... I'm, I'm pretty, pretty like sure slippers. this like a handgun, but... It's a Desert Eagle. No... <laughs> <laughs> No, because he goes to catch it, and he's like, slippery little devil.
0: <laughs> yeah. But that's the part where I was like, I don't think Lois would survive that. But okay, I'll buy it because it's comedy. She, she's just mildly concussed. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Well, that was, uh, that was a lot of Superman talk.
0: It was, but there's nothing yeah. wrong with Superman no, no, talk. No, no, no. Hey, we, you know, we probably he, he started this all So, in no, some aspects.
1: No, you're absolutely right. That was, uh, yeah. So that's, that was Superman Corner. <laughs>
0: I mean, he has been around for eighty years,
1: so yeah, that's true. We gotta give him give him his props.
0: And I'm kind of glad that they celebrated that his publishing date was in April instead of in June, because I think uh, uh, Action Comics number one is dated June, but since back in the day newsstands, mm-hmm. they would have it like two three months ahead of time, so right. the comic would last longer. Mm-hmm. That's why like Fantastic Four is November first, but really I think it came on stands like in September. Or yeah, September. Okay, something like that.
1: Cool. All right, well we'll keep um, we'll keep going here. So um, I got a couple other we can talk about a couple other books, then we'll probably wrap it up. Um, but I read a, a new book it came out uh, I think last week or two weeks ago from Image called Skyward. I don't know mm. if you guys saw this on the stands or read it or anything, but it was written by. Uh, Joe Henderson, who is—he's actually the showrunner of fo- that Fox show uh, Lucifer. Oh, okay. And it was drawn by Lee Garbett, who I guess more recently um, he did uh, like a Loki that Loki Agent of Asgard book from a couple years ago. Um, but he also did the uh, uh, Batgirl when it was. Uh, um, the, when the spoiler became Batgirl, when she had that kind of like purple mm. and black yeah, yeah. outfit. Okay. Um, I, forget, I forget her name. Stephanie. It's, I forget her name. Stephanie Brown. Yeah, Stephanie Brown. Stephanie Brown, yeah. And I really liked that book. Like, that was a good, like, that iteration of Batgirl I really enjoyed. And most of it was because of the art. The art was by Lee Garbett, yeah. And um, so, these, so they're doing this new book called Skyward, and it's kind of like a science fiction adventure action adventure book um, but it's more of like a it's science fiction but it's I would say it's still kind of in the modern day and um, so what happens is there's this event that's called they call it G Day where um, it, it's not explained I mean everything that happens in the first issue is it, it it's a little bit of setup like it, it shows you what happened and then you get like maybe in like the first five or six pages and then the rest of it is like 20 years later showing what life is like so there's an, there's an event that's not explained but basically um, Earth's gravity turns from normal to like a like a low gravity environment just out of nowhere um, hmm. the, the characters are just getting ready they're doing their morning routine and next thing you know there's a, like a coffee cup like just floating in the air and the coffee's floating out of it and like little bubbles and and the the one character um, they they go outside to go for the, for their run. It's, it's the main character's mother, um, and she floats away. Like there's like cars and other people and like a tanker truck, and everyone's just floating away. And then it cuts to twenty years later, and the main character who was she was actually a baby, like just a, practically a newborn. So she's like in her early twenties. So her entire life is. That's all she's known is this low gravity environment, but you know humans being the resilient people that we are, you know it's 20 years later like our, our entire world is different, um, and she's a um, she's a courier or like for this delivery service, and so you know we get to see a, a glimpse of her life, and you know for her every day is like amazing because she's literally like flying through the city hmm. that people are just like, that's how they, that's how you get around now. Like the idea of walking is, is weird to them. Like it doesn't exist anymore. Almost like you don't walk from place to place. It's like you fly from place to place or you, or you're, you're tethered and you jump from place to place. It's like, everything is just, you're just floating.
0: Kind of like on an international space station, but you know, and super.
1: Yeah. And, but in like a, now, you know, because it's just the first issue, um, you know, we, you just get a small glimpse of what the world is like. Um, you don't really see like what other people, like, like what the rest of the world is doing or what, you know, like how life is for the most part. So I, I think there's still a lot that they're going to unpack in this, uh, in this world. But it was really fascinating. It's just a a really neat idea of this. Like, what would you do if you, you know, if everything was just floating, you know? Um, And and the art by Lee Garbett was just just gorgeous. There's this there's this two page spread um, when you uh, when she's first introduced as an adult, the the main character. I think her name is uh, Willa, Mm -hmm. and it's just gorgeous it's like this like she's flying through like this cityscape and it's just really uh, just really neat so I think it was, it was it was a great first issue I'll just you know I'll show the first thing I got right I'm looking
2: now. at it here I like how she uses like a gun to project herself
1: yeah so that's oops here we go that's the first issue. Um, let's see if I could find that.
0: Two so, there's no like any rocket belts or anything. To
1: um, I mean, if there is, like I said, they, they really haven't um, gone into a lot of the a lot of the the, the mechanics or the the nitty gritty of this world, like what everyone else does um, to get around. Now, her her dad is still around, um, and he, he's. I think he's traumatized. Not only I think by, you know, he basically lost his wife on G day, uh, but I think there's been subsequent trauma. And they they didn't go into it, but he's uh, he hasn't left his apartment basically since G day. Like he refuses, he doesn't want to go outside mm-hmm. because he doesn't want to be subjected to the low. Even though he, no matter where you go, you're still subjected to the low G environment. But you know, he in his apartment, he's kind of like tethered to everything like he prefers I guess not to float around that much Hmm. Um, but they they lead you to believe that um, he has knowledge of of why this happened or how it happened and that there may be you know he, he may be able to reverse it so but they they never really at any point go into just who he, he is, or what he can do, or what you know—is he a scientist? Is he with the government? Or so there's there's a lot to unpack. Like I said, not just from the world building point of view, but from the characters. Um, but the, but the first issue, like I said, it was really—I um, was kind of drawn in immediately. It was very very compelling. It was a lot of fun. It was just seemed like a really fun world, and the um, the art, the colors, everything was very uh, very bright. And very um, like you know like it's different than most I guess what you would consider like a like I don't know if you can say this is a post-apocalyptic world it's not like there was an apocalypse but like it was like a world changing event happened this is I feel like one of the few books where it was you know like things things changed radically but it was still
2: Life went on. Every, yeah. everyone, it looks like they adjust. I just skimmed yeah. through it real quick. It yeah. looks like the father feels, so he, I don't know, there's no story there, but it looks like he feels responsible for the low G mm-hmm. event, and then also seems to have an idea how to fix it as well.
1: Right. Because it,
2: Spoiler alert. In,
1: in the beginning, he kind of had like a like a Jor-El moment where, you know, when the, when the low G started happening, he said something like, um, I knew it, or mm-hmm. or I knew this was going to happen, or something like that. So, yeah. so yeah, he's he's kind of like the Jor El of this of this book, but he's still around. So, so hopefully he'll you know we'll see what his story is. But you now this was this was a really fun issue. I'm looking forward to more of it. Awesome. So, so would, uh, anyone got anything else? No. Oh, all right. You up? You got something, Sean?
0: I guess I am. I do. It is. I didn't mean to bring visuals, but I didn't write notes. So that's why I'm not professional. How dare you on this this
2: visual (laughs) podcast bring visuals.
0: Oh, that's right. I'm just shrugging my shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) On the audio part. You guys can't see what I'm doing. (laughs) The people that are seeing me now. (laughs) I brought... Lulu and Mitzi, or well, I should probably say, S. Eddie Bell's Lulu and Mitzi story. A couple years back, uh not way back, but some time back, uh, a mutual friend of ours by the name of Nick Marino. You might have heard of him. Friend of the show. Friend of
1: the show. I the, think he even
0: did pod. like a theme song too.
1: Yeah, the, he's 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 still the pod father.
0: The pod father. There you go. Uh, He was moving out west, and he was trying to get rid of some stuff, and he was like, hey, here's some books. Do you want them? I'm like, sure, let me take a look. So I grabbed this book out, because it looked really interesting, because it's just weird characters, and uh it just looked like a very fun read, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and I put it on my shelf, meant to read it, and it sat, <laughs> and... For a couple years, I'd say, oh, I'll look through my books, see what I want to read. And I saw it there. I was like, all right, I'll try it. Read and then like two, three pages, I'd stop. Life got in the way or it kind of was like kind of dragged. So I was like, all right, put it back on the shelf. (laughs) So this past year, I was, um, I am determined To get rid of some books off of my shelf so I can make room for more books. Plus, I have a small house, and it's filled with clutter. Mostly toys. Mostly toys. That's why I'm looking at the camera like this. So, Millie, when you're older, you'll see my face. Uh Uh-oh. Lots of toys. (laughs) You're killing your father, Millie. (laughs) 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 <laughs> in 20 years I wrote you'll find it I'll be like I'm sorry dad I was five I'm <laughs> like <sighs> anyways <laughs> sorry so I was determined I'm like alright I'm going to find some books that I haven't read yet because I have a few of them on my shelf most of them I've read through the years and I haven't picked them up since but for the most part I have a few that I haven't read, and this was one of them. And I'm like, by hook or by crook, I'm going to read this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I finally did, and I liked it. I really liked it a lot. It's about two women of the night and their crazy adventures on the underground seedy San, Fran- uh, San, San Francisco uh, life, nightlife.
1: So would you say women of the night. I assume you're not talking about vampires.
0: No, I am not talking about vampires. These ladies hang out in the red district. If you know what I mean? Gotcha. So they're hookers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) and it's kind of funny. It's like how they, they try to get money. I mean, not just by hooking. They're just trying to just make money. Actually, you know what? Yeah, they are trying to make money hooking. They're very lousy at it. (laughs) They're on the corner and you find that there's rivalries And all sorts of stuff. And they get crazy. And then I think it's Mitzi. I can't remember. Mitzi, the big one. She kind of wants more out of life. She doesn't want to keep hooking. But Mm. they're also illegal aliens. So, Mm. not the stars, but, you know, from other countries. Right. So, and eventually they do. Well, Mitzi does. Maybe it's Lulu. You know, I'm going to say Lulu is the, the hefty one, I should say. The one with more curves, this one.
1: Okay. Hefty. And
0: the person yeah, listening on the audio. You, I don't know
1: if you want to use the word hefty.
0: I don't <laughs> know what I you know. Want, How about curvy, curvy? Curvaceous. Curvy.
1: Curvy is good. Curvy. Curvy is good.
0: Because she's curvy in the book. She's very plentiful, mm-hmm. I should say. Uh, she wants more out of life, and she's actually very intelligent. She um, apparently wants to do, I think it's like... Um, Oh, not feng shui, but it's like in that vein where interior design, Okay. that's it. And so, yeah, it's them trying to just make better of ourselves. But Mitzi, on the other hand, she's an idiot. She's the Ren to her Stimpy, I should say. It's kind of like when I was reading it, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, man, this is kind of like Ren and Stimpy. If Ren and Stimpy were hookers. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ren's supposed to be the smart one, but really... It, it's Stimpy. That's the mm-hmm. smart one, but he's just idiotically smart. Where, <laughs> you know, Ren is just, he's smart, but not really. He's just an idiot. He's the more idiot.
1: And it, it was fun. Is this a is this a self-contained book, or is this like volume one? Or
0: It's self-contained. Okay. I guess he only did this one. I haven't really, I looked up on, like, Google to see if Eddie Bell... Or, as Eddie Bell mm-hmm. did any other books or did any sequels, and this was it. It seems like he kind of jumped to animation. Okay. For the most part. Um,
1: so, is that. Can you hold it up again? So, is the. Is it like. So, it's got like kind of an animated style? Mm-hmm.
0: The oh, Let me look at the book before I start flipping it through. <laughs> uh, yeah, is it,
1: is it, this so looks it, good. So, as being um, that they're, the main characters are prostitutes, is there. Like, what kind of.
0: You don't really see, like, any... Would
1: you say this is, like, a PG-13 or rated R, or is there, like, language, or just...
0: It's more for language than anything else. Okay. Like, I don't think there's any T. I... I... Uh, some slight T. I it... think it's, like, towards the end. Yeah, it's not, maybe like it's, like, more like... lewd. Yeah, it's not but...
2: hardcore. I was flipping through Yeah, it's not started. like you're...
0: Yeah, it's not like a... Porno or anything like that. It's just more in language and anything. It's going to get a hard, a hard R. Okay. If I want to say so. Okay. uh,
1: Was it was it a self published thing or was it like an actual?
0: No, it was by um, publisher. It was by Slave Labor Graphics when they were around. Oh, cool. So, uh, for the most part, I like. I keep saying I liked it a lot, and I keep trying to go to the the part where I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I guess it was just very dense. Like I kind of felt like I kept reading a few pages and only reading not as far as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Cause it was just really dense. like he t- took like the idea of a nine panel grid and just kept it going. Even though a lot of the pages weren't nine panels, but the layout seemed like it was nine panels. But you know, outside of that, the art style was good. I liked all the expressions on all the characters. I even uh, yeah, everything was just good. Like,
1: cool. And what 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 year did it come out, or when was it? Is it a recent thing, or well, uh, I guess I can't. Two thousand because because Nick moved a few years ago. Yeah. So I guess, it, and he had it before he moved. So I guess it can't be. Too, uh,
0: I'll say the mid two thousands. Okay, but
1: so it's probably still available. I'm sure you can find it like at a bookstore or your local, like maybe your local LCS. Oh, could here you it find is. it at your local
2: Amazon. Yeah, your local. two thousand
1: eight. That was gonna be my last.
2: <laughs>
1: my so my the, last suggestion, but yeah, Amazon. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, it, it's from two thousand eight. So this is the ten year anniversary of oh. Lulu and Mitzi.
1: Oh we should yeah we should we should have had like a party or something
0: mm-hmm.
1: celebrating the you, you, you know the 10 years of Lulu and Mitzi, 80 years of Superman <laughs> it all it all comes around
0: there you go see they probably thought of that when I bet Eddie was thinking about that when he was drawing he's like you know what <laughs> this is going to be the barn burner this is what people are going to talk about when it hits <laughs> 10 years not that Superman <laughs> years <laughs> But it was definitely it was it was definitely worth. Like when I finished reading it, I was mm-hmm. just like, "Wow, I'm really glad I read that," and I was really glad that I I went through it. There's actually a one page comic in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a parent, I kind of wish I didn't read. Oh. <laughs> <All> <laughs> I right. imagine myself in my 20s really laughing out loud at it, mm-hmm. but now that I'm a parent, I'm like.
1: Yeah, a little, I, little cringy. Yeah, when All
0: you're right. when you become a parent, you kind of like. I don't know what it is. You come like a little oversensitive on some things. Oh yeah, sure. Like I read, I finally watched train spotting a couple years back. Ooh. Like Millie was probably like a year old and I had a chance to watch it. And I've always wanted to watch it. And then I did. And I was like,
1: I mean, doesn't, a, doesn't like a baby die in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, rough. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, it's been, it's probably been 20 years since I've seen it, but I do remember some of the more graphic aspects of it.
0: That's the part where that just kind of tripped me up. Like I was good. Mm-hmm. I was just watching it all through and like, oh yeah, these people are garbage people. They're just, <laughs> it, they're jerks, you know, but we're supposed to.
1: But they're still, yeah, they're still the main characters.
0: They're still main characters. So yeah. you're kind of like hanging on, see, okay, well, what's this arc going to be? And then that happens. Yeah. And you know that it's coming or yeah. something's going to happen. Yeah. I kept singing in my mind as I was watching it, I was like, okay, well, hopefully this baby kind of gets by child services, you know, but then that happened. And yeah. I was just like,
1: and you're like, I'm out.
0: Well, I finished it, but yeah, afterwards it kind of just messed me up and I was like, man, I really hope Millie wakes up <laughs> cause it's like, you know, Jeez. a couple months later, it's getting dark in here.
1: <laughs> well, no, I, I I hear you. I mean, it's, I mean, know yeah, certain said. things affect us in certain ways. It's, it's understandable.
0: It, like I always, I keep saying like, my twenty-five-year-old self would have probably love train spotting, mm-hmm. just like my twenty-five-year-old would probably like that last page. Yeah. I mean, it didn't take away or break the book on my review. I generally, like I said, it's an overall great book. If you do find it on Amazon
1: mm-hmm.
0: or your local comic shop, if you can, pick you it know, up. pick it up. Yeah, okay. I'm definitely down. Yeah, uh,
1: I'm, I might take a look at it, but I'm definitely going to read that last page just to see. Because <laughs> now, now I want to see what it is so don't spoil it for me. I'll read it when we're done. Okay. All right. Um, so I think we can wrap this one up. Nope. Can, oh. I
0: do, uh, can I do one more?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. No, go ahead.
0: All right, so apparently I brought the books today. Um,
1: I, I brought the digital books. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I would have, but... What do you got? All right, so I'll try to keep this quick since we're trying to wrap it up. Yeah, hold that that up for us. All right. This is Mazzy Devil. Hopefully the glare doesn't hit it. No, we can see it. Yep. There it is. This is Mazzy Devil, or Girl with the Gun, uh, by Aaron Bordner of Fremont, Ohio fame. If you haven't heard of Fremont, Ohio, you are definitely missing out on a tourist trap. (laughs) I'm kidding. It's it's not. It really isn't. If you
1: haven't heard of Fremont, Ohio, join the club.
0: I like to tell people that it's 20 minutes away from Cedar point. And then when they say what's Cedar point, and then I'm like, get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so Mazzy
0: so, devil or Mazzy devil? Devil, devil, I call her Mazzy. Um, as about a quadruple ample uh, that gets hired by the devil to take out the Pope. But this takes place in the post-apocalyptic future, where it's generally a desert wasteland. Think of it like Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? Think of it like Mad Max Fury Road, okay. where the Pope is um, that yeah, that big, hefty guy. I oh, can't remember um, his name. What's his Something
1: Joe.
0: Yeah, Immortus
1: Joe. Yeah,
0: basically the guy with all the teeth, looking and the with crazy the, with hair. The mask and, yeah, yeah, the mask. Okay. So that's the Pope and that's the Pope. The pope okay, I'm pope with you. wants to ruin the world even more. Like I guess he wants to blow it up. Of course he does. And so we got the so Mazzy gets hired by the devil to cap the Pope because there's not gonna be much for the devil to do, apparently. So and she has thirty seconds to do it. So she does, sorta. Well actually she fails. This book the entire book is actually full of failure. She actually <laughs> sucks at her job but kind of succeeds as well. So in the first part of it, she teams or she fights the Pope in a gun out battle. By the way, this is all like very 90 is like I was actually reading. I was like, holy moly, uh, with all the gun debate that's been going on in the last couple months, mm-hmm. more years, if you want to say. So reading this, I was like, Oh man, this is really like pre gun debate. Right. And so I'm <laughs> reading this stuff and I'm just like, Oh man. But I, The nostalgic teenager me, angsty me, was reading. I was like, yeah, this is still awesome still, though. (laughs) (laughs) So she faces off with the Pope, fails, but still blows up the world and makes it even worse. But the trajectory of her boom goes into the moon. And apparently the devil has a beef with the moon, (laughs) moon people. (laughs) So he's like, you got to take care of this Maz." And she's like, all right, boss. Oh, by the way, the gun talks. Kind of like Michael.
1: Okay, but
0: it feels a gun, or Michael from Night Rider, not oh, Michael Kit. from that Kit.
1: Kit, yeah. gotcha. Um, so so it's got it looks like I mean just almost like a tank girl meets the, the tank girl works for the devil type of thing going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very
1: and with a little surreal surrealism in there.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely like yeah, definitely um, tank girl. Like, even down to, like, the panel jokes, Mm -hmm. um, little sight gags here and there. Uh, Just an unballed book. But as a teenager, I really loved this book. Mm -hmm. And it kind of holds up a bit. Like, I'm looking at it from, like, a a 38-year-old reading it. Mm -hmm. Because I I remember myself reading it as a teenager. Like, the first two. There's actually three issues in here now. He finally collected it. Oh, okay. uh, Into one book. Uh, And, um, like the last one I haven't read. And to tell you the truth, I kind of wish I would have read it as, um, as a new person. Mm -hmm. So I guess I should probably give more, uh, history. Sorry to keep it long. No, you're fine. So Aaron Borner actually taught me the ways of comics. Like, I mean, I knew comics existed. I read comics before I met him. But he was kind of, he was my art teacher. Mm-hmm. I should probably say, I always say mentor, but really he was like an independent art teacher. He actually wasn't in school at my high school or junior high. A friend of mine was like, Hey, I'm taking these art lessons from this comic book artist. And I was like, I would like to do that. I want to be an animator and comic books are kind of like storyboards because mm-hmm. I wanted to be a storyboard artist. So I met him and I totally insulted him the first time. By saying, I don't want, I don't know what's the big deal about Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And he was like, you need to leave. <laughs> so this 15 year old that's shy, I was like, okay, I actually thought I made him mad. And then I find out I didn't, um, did he seriously kick you out? No, I was on the way out, oh, okay. but I said that cause I, Hey, I was more of an Indiana Jones fan. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Like, don't get me wrong, what, if you're talking about... What a about, weird division. I didn't realize that, that there was, like,
2: camps that, <laughs> that didn't cross over.
0: Right. Well, I Well, at the time, I wasn't much the Star Wars. Is it, is it the Harrison Ford? <laughs> the, the Venn diagram of I, I Harrison Ford I was actually Ford more fandom? of a fan of Harrison Ford than I was <laughs> anything else. But it was like, well, if you're trying to break it up in the, in the pop culture camps... I mean, I wasn't much into Star Trek yet. And I wasn't... Like, I saw the, the trilogy... When it came out, well, not when it came out, but eventually probably on VHS or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that okay. was great, but I saw them as movies. But Sure,
2: I'll grant you this Han Solo business, but for my money, Witness is where it's
0: at. You, sh- I'm you a, shut up about Witness. That was a great movie.
1: I'm, a, I'm more of a regarding Henry man myself. <laughs> I didn't see that one. <laughs> But
0: I was into Indiana Jones, <laughs> I it was be, my jam. That's actually a really good movie. We can all agree that Air Force One is hot garbage, though. <laughs> you shut your mouth. Get off my plane.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: But I was in the Indiana Jones camp. I'm sorry, I was. I, that was my jam, and Ghostbusters was my jam during that time, and it was just like, I'm there. Mm-hmm. So Star Wars and Star Trek didn't really gel with me until later. I'm probably more of a tricky though, Although, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> keep
2: digging that hole, Sean. Atkins.
0: Keep, keep digging. digging. You know what? I will. Three you need to. Leave. Star Wars <laughs> sucks. <laughs> if Scott was here, I would tell it to his face. I'd be like, "Up yours and your little Metachlorian count." Uh, three
1: hours later, Sean's be like, "So I, I think I'm definitely more of a Captain Picard fan. Now I'm, I'm Kirk. Kirk fan.
0: I will tell and you this now, and like, I will look in the camera. I am a Kirk fan. He is awesome." I don't care how many red shirts you have to kill to get the job done.
1: And we're like, weren't you talking about a comic book at some point? (laughs)
2: This was your art mentor. (laughs) My art mentor
0: getting back on the business, (laughs) which I kind of forgot already. Anyways. Oh, uh, that third issue and I'll wrap it up.
1: And and that's comic book fit. Everyone. Thank you very much
0: for being here. Their third issue. I heard so much stuff about what he was going to do. And like, I was talking to him about it and you know, all these conversations and then it dropped off and he was doing like uh, another book. Like, I think it was like Alice or poison elves or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like, I was like, all right, well, I mean, I knew of it and I knew he had pages done, but he, and I would ask him every time I came back from college, I was like, Hey man, when are you doing that mask? Cause I, I didn't care for Alice and whatever book it was. Um, Although, I mean, I'm, I work on it now. You're constantly shitting in your friend's mouth. No, like, I mean, I'm working Star on Wars. it. <laughs> I'm working on his books now <laughs> as a as a cover artist here and there and you know, mm-hmm. I like it and I've read his other stuff. But Mazzy was always like I had a soft spot in my heart. So when I found out he was collecting it all, I was like, Hell oh, yeah, I'm gonna buy this. So I read it and I read the third issue and I I liked it but it seemed like it kinda of fell short. Sorry, Aaron, if you're gonna listen to this. Um as a fan, I just was kinda like, Oh man, I kinda but I guess I kind of wished I didn't know that he was going to have, like, guar and, like, all this other stuff to it. And then what I got out of it was, like, a few things that he talked about, and then that was it. But I guess if I was coming in, like, whole cloth, didn't know, I would have loved it. Mm-hmm. As a angsty teenager, I would have probably loved it. As a 38-year-old, I still love it. So, And I still am not let down by it. And then he said... I think I posted a picture of it, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm totally gonna do Mazzi and Devil in Hell," and I'm like, "Hell yeah, I'll be down for that." So, cool. Overall, get it. It's so, at his website, I think, or you can find him on Facebook. He's everywhere now, so.
2: <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, He's omnipresent. We'll, we'll put a link in the show <laughs> notes for him. So, this book—did he draw this book like 20 years ago? Or did he draw this book recently? this this final installment?
0: tell you the truth some of the pages i do recognize from like 20 years ago Mm -hmm. um some of his it feels like it was like also used as promotion promo art that he used to do like for his tables um i can't remember why he decided to do that wide panel stuff but i want to say probably 20 years ago okay like his new stuff is a little more rubbery not, not rubbery, but it definitely has soft curves where that was more like hard edge and mm-hmm. you know a lot more lines. He's kind of calmed down on that since then. <laughs> but I generally loved it. it. I think it. Any fan that of Aaron or like a tank girl mm-hmm. would probably enjoy this book. Okay. So. Cool.
1: Yeah, like I said, we'll we'll definitely put a put a link to. Uh to his website or his Facebook or wherever you can get his work yeah. in the show notes. So people can check it out. Okay. Cool. Great. Um, okay. So do we have, uh, anything else before we break? Is that it? I
2: think just, uh, to settle the score once and for all, the correct answer is always six days, seven nights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh you drop, dropping, dropping the Anne Hesh on us too. <laughs> Dropping an Anne Hesh bomb on us. Terrible. How dare you? Uh, That's it. We're we're, we're closing this out.
0: What was the one that he did with Robert Zemeckis? I saw that, and that was kind of a piece of crap.
2: Oh, with Michelle uh, Michelle Pfeiffer?
0: Pfeiffer.
2: Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer? It's an early 2000s movie.
1: I literally saw that
2: in the theater because
0: of him, and I was kind of like that. Was it Firewall? No, 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 no,
2: no, no. It was like,
0: I want to say Lady in the Water, but that's not right. No,
2: it's not Lady... No, no, that's...
0: Is it, I think it's like a one-word title. Harrison Ford gets mad at his wife and drowns her. Spoiler, but it's oh, been like twenty years.
1: Oh, was that no? Not presumed innocent. That was a Tom Selleck movie, I think. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. He's he's accused of murder, like murdering his wife, and it, or he's he's accused of murder. What lies
0: beneath? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I'm thinking it's a different movie then. Okay. Well,
0: I think it's a the wife finds out that he's a lot more. There's a lot more to him than she thought. Came out in the year 2000. Yeah. Okay. I saw it in theater. It was, was a not y- worth my was a eight
1: Y2K bucks. K movie. Okay. So <laughs> that was our that was our Harrison Ford minute. This is yeah. Harrison Ford <laughs> Pitt. <laughs> All right. So. You've been listening to Comic Book Pit. This has been episode 272.
0: I'm Dan. I'm Jared. I'm Sean.
1: All right. And uh, stay tuned for our next episode with 273. And we'll see you later.